0: Hello, team, and welcome back to the BioCast. It is your host, James Rankin. This week, I was delighted to be joined by our very own Christopher Lavelle. This was a nice change of pace for me personally, as Christopher and I got to sit down and talk about him, and I got to know him a little bit better, rather than our normal conversations, which centre around what we're doing in work at any given time. Uh, Christopher led us into how he has developed this high level of excellence. He spoke about his journey with Jamie and how he has climbed the ranks within Bua, along with so much more, including a funny moment where Christopher tries to mimic his newborn son, Harry, without realising that there is a camera on him as he does it. Um, As always, guys, if you have any feedback for us, please, please, please let us know. And otherwise, just enjoy the show. (music) So yeah, one of the things that I was impressed about since I came to Bua was finding out that you're new in your role, there's less coaching or no coaching, and more management and leadership style position. And I think you're quite a good leader. Thanks. Compliment. Yeah. Um,
1: We're always really awkward about compliments,
0: I love them. You as a leader, but how did you become quite a good one? Or do you think that you're not?
1: don't think about it right. I just think it's me right like I don't know what to say because I haven't done a whole lot I haven't I've done one course right. on management and leadership I can't even remember the name of the course <laughs> I took some things from it yeah but I don't use them every single day yeah you know what I mean I don't I've listened to some podcasts um, coaching for leaders right I've listened to some of them like there's 700 episodes I've probably listened to three Yeah, you know and I've probably listened to one of them four times because I thought it was really good but mm. I can't process it I'm really bad at processing things nice. when I read something I don't take it it doesn't stick I've got to read it five or six times I've got to hear somebody say it I've got somebody to tell me what it's about mm. for me to understand where it is same with podcasts I listen to it I'm like oh that was good but then five minutes later I forget yeah. my memory I don't know <laughs> I was actually thinking about this last night I was like I have a really weird memory and I don't know if it's me or is it everybody has the same memory <laughs> it's like I don't remember patches and periods of my life or I can't remember lines from films and when people talk about movies and TV shows I'm like I don't remember that really? I've watched the movie three times and I can't remember one line from it or a scene from it right? right but then I've got really vivid memories of random things throughout my life <laughs> like what he um, just put me on the spot. <laughs> um, like, for instance, right? I, I was still obviously thinking about this podcast. I'm like, why is James going to ask me? Where yeah. am I going? Where is this conversation going to go? And I was like, maybe he's going to ask me when I started work. And I was trying to think, about when did I start working? And I remember working with my dad because my dad was in construction, right. and during school holidays, he used to bring me to work. And a lot of time, I just stand watching and learning how to do certain maintenance things or. Construction things like building or painting or whatever it was. But I remember this one job that we went to, and I remember it was somewhere miles away, it was probably about 20 minutes away. Felt like miles because I was a kid yeah. sitting in a van, and we were listening to the radio. and the TLC waterfalls came on. Wow! And every time I hear that song, I think about that moment. You think about that moment. And then when I went to the house, I remember I was like, This house is huge! Holy shit! And then my dad gave me a job to paint the data rail in the sitting room. That's really I was, specific. I was only about 10. Right? I don't even know if I was ten, I was yeah. I was I was And I was like, paint a data rail in this house, this woman. I'm like, I can't fuck this up. Yeah. And it's it's like the day or rail was like maybe ten foot long and took me all day. Because <laughs> I wanted to make sure it was yeah, exactly. I wanted to make sure it was so perfect yeah. and I didn't go outside the lines and I didn't mess it up. And my dad walked back into it and I was like, It's all you have done. Why do I remember that Yeah. Why do I remember the the, the song in the car, in the van, yeah. the house the dead or it. and how long it took you yeah but I don't remember what happened on a TV show last t- two hours ago. God.
0: so what do you like see yeah. whenever never came to learning crossfit movements and stuff mm. how did you what was the best way for you to learn like the first time you tried a butterfly pull-up, was it by seeing it and then just or practice just try just literally and practice and and so I don't understand Yeah,
1: I see it I'm like okay I see what's happening Yeah. now I've got to try it feel what's happening right and then Practice it and practice it, and then just being, shown what I, what's actually happening here. What am I doing with my head? What am I doing with my spine? What am I doing with my hips? What are my feet doing? And it's just breaking it down into each little body yeah, part, and then trying to get better at each little body part. So, like, if I'm trying to get better at the pull-up, I'm like, okay, well, what are my arms doing? And I just literally focus on my arms. I was like, can yeah. my arms be doing something differently? You know, obviously Jamie coaching, yeah, and told me what to do. But then when I started to think about it in a deeper level, because obviously somebody's coaching, it can only give you a certain certain amount. And then you've got to take some ownership of it and then yeah. break it down in your own way um, and then just go a little bit deeper on it. And It's it's more refining, microscopic parts of the movement.
0: Right. Deadly. That's interesting because that's how you coach. Yeah. Yeah, because that's how whenever you coach me on my coaching, you <laughs> say those exact, like you say things in that exact order. Yeah. So we were chatting, what, yesterday? yesterday. About the burpee box jumps mm. and you broke the burpee down in the exact same way. Mm. That's mad. Yeah. Cool. So there's just no... There's no. You get what you see whenever you're with Christopher. Yes, it's like there's no. You're this way with certain people, or
1: that way with certain people. Oh, class. Yeah, Jamie always says I'm black and white. Yeah, yeah. and then I did like I didn't realize there's, it was. There's no gray or ambiguity yeah. around you. And then it was. It was as we went on then, and Sarah Ann started to work it was then. January, Sarah Ann's black and white as well, oh, yeah. and two of us are just black and white. It's literally what you see is what you get. Yeah, there's no bullshit. There's no around the edges. There's honest, honestly, all the time. I can't yeah. lie for shit. Yeah, you ask me a question, I cannot. <laughs> and if I lie, you know.
0: Well, really, straight Sarah Ann's told me that before, actually.
1: Yeah. Oh, I'm so bad at lying. <gasps>
0: so when let's go, let's get into your fitness journey a little
1: bit, right? Yeah. When did you join CrossFit? I giant... joined. <sighs> CrossFit swords eh, I think it was 2015 Right See I'm, I'm really bad With years I feel Because it feels Like I'm there 10-15 years yeah. And when I think back I'm like That's only 6 years ago. Nah it Has to be longer it's 6 bad, years isn't it? Yeah. But I think I started In very CrossFit In 2014 Right Because I started In a strength Edition gym Yeah And obviously It wasn't Real true to CrossFit It was more like Do mm-hmm. some strength Do a Metcon and we, we called it CrossFit yeah. and we could compete in CrossFit competitions so I decided that kind of thing we did the Open yeah. in that gym as well so that was activate in And um, so I did that I can't even remember how long I was doing that for before I moved to Swords and how did you go about CrossFit Swords? so this is weird it's like everything happens for a reason yeah don't believe it but I do believe it yeah because some things just happen I was like how, why did that happen like that yeah. and things just align right so I used to be an engineer and I worked in Swords in an engineering company called... Well, I actually started in Siemens. So you've heard of Siemens. Yeah, yeah, So that was in the healthcare and diagnostics facility in, in Swords. And every day going to work, I drove past CrossFit Swords. Now, I didn't drive past CrossFit Swords. I drove past the sign. There was a sign on the road that had CrossFit Swords. And I can't remember. I just remember, it was a red sign, CrossFit Swords, and I don't think James Foner was on I think I can't remember yeah. but I remember driving by it every day and because I was training in the other gym I was like geez, it would make more sense for me to actually train here because I used to train at half 8 at night it was half 8 to half 9 I wouldn't get home until probably quarter past 10 because we'd be shy talking afterwards yeah. and then I'm trying to down regulate unwind to get some sleep before I'm up at 7 o'clock the next day for work Fuck. so it wasn't the best for my mind for my recovery from the yeah. training and all that kind of stuff so I was like do you know what maybe I could Join this place, I could go in straight after work, finish work at half four, get my training done, go home daily. Like, that makes more sense, Mm -hmm. right? Um, So, as I was driving past the sign, I sent a message, and I think it was a Facebook message at the time. And it's like, how do I join? And I remember Jamie writing back saying that we had to do a fundamentals course first. And I'm like, but I've been doing CrossFit for X amount of months or a year, whatever it was, can I not just join in the classes? He's like, well, the fundamentals on Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday for four weeks at half six. I'm like, I finish work at half four. I'm, like, I'm not hiring. source last half six. I was like, no. I'll leave it. Wow. Yeah, so I left it. And that was it. So I didn't even join. And that was the first communication I had with Jamie. Oh, didn't even know Jamie at that point. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know anything about Cross the Source. It was just because I draw past the sign. Mm. Um, how much do you want me to go into Yes, Yeah, this? keep it going. <laughs> it's perfect. Um, so then... Went to a competition, yeah, Waterford, Stadium Tralee, yeah, um, and I was down there competing, and Jamie was there, and he was with Eric. Eric was one of the Eric McDonald and um, he was one of the top athletes from Swords at the time. He now owns Cross Langie, and um, believe it, and mm-hmm. um, actually don't know if they're still called that, and um, but anyway, uh, he was standing behind the rig. Have you been to the stadium, right
0: I, I know enough about yeah, it. Yeah,
1: so like down the, in the stand, there's a little bit of flat and then you got the rig down on the ground level and we were just standing on the, the flat down below the stairs. Like, I, I don't know how I can vividly remember this as well, but I remember walking up to him and saying, you run the Yeah, uh, I want to get tickets off you. Yeah. Because I wanted to get a team from activating Inter- two teams. And he's like, yeah, cool. Yeah, ju- uh, just mess with me. Up. sorry, So, Grant. That was the first interaction I would game, And then... <laughs> A few months later, uh, I decided I wanted to make a career change and get out of engineering and get into fitness, of yeah. some description. Yeah. And I registered for my level one, and I'd done that in January. And I'd registered for uh, a PT, a fitness instructor course, and that was starting in March. And as soon as I did my level one, I messaged Jamie, and I asked him, could I shadow him? I did mem- well, messaged him once on Facebook met a month some person talk about the field one fifty and then I met him asked him could have intention. you hadn't even or any intention. Gym had not met- intention. I never knew nothing about him. But it was just the fact that he was in sorts and I worked in sorts. And I was like, right, if I'm can doing do my college can course, can yeah, it was that's literally be, that was literally it. I done my college course, um, I was still in my college course, i have done my level one, I was still working as an engineer. I'm like, I need to do this part time in the evening to get some experience before I can actually make the transition. Right. So I was like, where can I go? And there wasn't many CrossFit gyms no. in Durham back then. So it was like Fingless um CrossFit D S C or it was Cross Swords and then there was I don't even think there was one of Blash at the time. Yeah. Like we had Fitbox It was just closed. And then there was CrossFit Powerful who were there now. Yeah. I can't even remember it Else. Like there's loads of transition games, but there's yeah. no CrossFit um, so he said, yeah, come down and chat. So I dropped in one day after work. Walked into CrossFit Swords. It was no longer an air at this point. It was down um, past the airport. Right. And I walked in and I was like, holy shit, the yeah. size of this place. You've never been in that, you no, know. It, it was so rugged and disgustingly <laughs> filthy and <laughs> raw and bare and horrible. But Go intriguing out. and yeah. class. And It was just like ropes hanging from the ceiling, big massive rig, massive wide open space, big grass area. I was like, whoa. There was like two people in the gym when I walked in. Seriously? There was no classes on. Yeah. He, it was in a very limited time schedule, class schedule at that time, and I think he was just talking to somebody who was in doing a session on their own, an open gym session or something. And I went in with a chat, and he said, "Yeah, come down and come down and shadow. I'm doing a fundamentals course. You can shadow that. It's cool. I came down and shadowed that, and then I well, was involved in the next fundamental course where I well, coached. And in the meantime he says you can come down and train here if you want um, I'll give you a key and I was like, well, like I was like I finished work at half four some days I'm in college at five yeah. some days I'm training football training at seven some days I'm doing my own training and my own strength and conditioning cross training so I was like I don't really have time the only way I'd be able to train is if I came down straight from work at four o'clock or half four come in yeah. the door done my training and left but you don't have class until half six yeah. he's like here, here's a key come in train by yourself and then go I'm like huh? We literally had one conversation. You give me a key, you're telling me to shadow you. This is weird. Yeah. But here we are now. Yeah. And did you start coaching straight away from there then? Or (laughs) so how did that happen? So I started shadowing in the fundamental course. In The next fundamental course I started to take some of it. Right. So I was like, can I take the push press on that day and teach the push press? Um I still remember all the people that were in that course. The Hardis was in that course. Yes. Sheila Connell was in that course. and My dad. And then a few other people that were... Um, who had who now left. Yeah. One's gone. Nina Plenty. who I think she was from Sweden. Yeah. Moved back. Um, and a few other people. Sam, who was now over in New Zealand or Australia or something. But anyway, um, done that. And then my college course had actually started for the fitness instructor PT during that time. And that was two or three times a week in the evenings as well and um, I pretty much stopped coaching then I was just shadowing in swords and in the DSC with nolan Connolly at the time and yeah. um, and then when I finished my college course two of the tutors on the course offered me a job in their gym so out in yeah. Lucan in Australian conditioning gym yeah. um, so I started working with them and that's when I made the transition from here i quitting engineering Going straight into this full time, wow. so I quit my job, started doing classes with them, and started getting PTs. And that's when I really started to coach properly. Yeah, and that was probably around summertime 2015, I think. Yeah, my years are all over the shop. And um, but I was training and sorts this time, so I was training proper CrossFit, right? And then I was going to work over in Luke and at this gym in Strength Edition and I was there for I don't know months a year and then I moved to Kulak and I was doing my own I set up my own kind of classes in Kulak. Right. Doing my own PTs and my own classes in um in a gym there. And then loads of things happen in life. Things that very personal things that mm-hmm. meant that I was struggling and didn't know if I could keep doing this. Right. And uh that's when the thoughts come in about moving to Canada because I'm like I can't make enough money here there's, there's a lot of stress in the job as you know yourself yeah. trying to get clients in especially in an area you're not from mm-hmm. so I'm not from Koolock I don't anybody in Koolock and typically when you start it was a PT it's friends and family that come to you yeah. and when you go to an area that you've never been before you don't get them you don't get the friends and family so you're trying to drum up business out of nowhere yeah. and the stress of that of not knowing how much money I was going to make that month whether I could afford to pay the rent on the gym whether I could afford to pay the rent on the house all that kind of stuff was coming in I was like I don't know if I can make this Yeah, and that's like as you know people in the fitness industry don't make it because it's so hard yeah. them first few months are so difficult to actually get your feet on the ground and get up and running yeah. so I was like I don't know if I can do this I knew what I wanted to do I wanted to go and train and coach performance athletes right. and I wanted to be like working with sports professionals like where it was the Irish football team yeah. or it was the Irish rugby team or whether it was go to a different country and work with the NFL or something like that. Yeah. Something big in sports I want to be, right? And I was like, Right, hey, maybe I'll go to America. Mm-hmm. Looked in to go into going to America because Sarah Ann has an American passport, she was born in America. So I'm right. like, hey, maybe we could go to America, it'd be easy. You don't need to I just need to get a visa. It's too old to get a visa, I think. I think it was something like I was either mm-hmm. too old or I just think I was twenty nine at this stage. I think I was too old or um they just weren't giving visas. He applied for a green card. All these things I don't even understand. Yeah, and I was like, right, okay, that's not going to happen. Canada was easy because all I needed to be was under thirty three. Applied for a visa online. Wham, done. So like, Grant, we're going to Canada. It was just easy. <laughs> so I was like, right, okay. My cousin was in Canada. Right. And I was like, I got in touch with him. I was like, can you help me out if we move over? He's like, yeah. All the so we can be in my place until you get sorted. I was like, okay, Grant. So we booked our flights. Booked our, got our visa. It's like, right, we're going to Canada. So, in the meantime, I was like, I was paying rent in a house, and Sarah was like, move in with me, you'll save on the rent. Yeah. I was like, cool, moved in with her. Then I was like, I can't really make enough money here doing this PT, I'm gonna get a job. So, I got a job in eBay and PayPal in the gym. So, training, working as a fitness instructor in the gym and eBay and PayPal. Ah, right. Just to make guaranteed money so I could save. Right. So, I was working there. And in the meantime, when I was working there, Jamie started to coach a football team uh, plus ground house in the evening maybe 9 o'clock in the evening to yeah. 10 o'clock yeah. and he said do you want to give me a digger with it now at this point me and Jamie built a big relationship yeah. as coach at me um, he knew what I was working at he knew where I was going um, and he obviously seen some sort of potential in me as a coach and wanted me to help him to coach the football team because of the background in sports anyway yeah. from football from real football yeah. not J um, and <laughs> and I started helping him with that twice a week in the evenings and I loved it mm-hmm. yeah, it was fucking deadly like I missed because I quit football at that stage myself um, I missed that team bond the team camaraderie yeah. the crack the slagging the messing around the the environment um, so when I was coaching them lads it was just great crack yeah. really loved it and then we were doing that for a lot of long, we were doing a few months, and somebody had left the gym, I think, staff member, it right. was Jamie, and one other person, and then he was on his own, coaching all the classes, morning, evening, the lads in the football team, dealing one-on-ones with everybody throughout the day, and you how Jamie is, loves to coach people, He's yeah. like, come in, I'll do this with you, and I'll mm. do that with you, and he was pretty much working like he is now, six in the morning, yeah, to ten at yeah, night, every yeah. single day, so I says, here look, I'm moving to Canada, and the summer I'm working this job I'm helping you out with the thing I can help you out with the classes as well until I go yeah. to give you more time to find somebody Yeah. and he was like oh okay so he'd already applied or advertised a role he says I'll have to interview you because I've put it out there for other people to interview right. so I was like okay cool so he says there's no guarantees that you're going to be the best candidate I said well here look I'm just trying to help you out until you can find somebody yeah. long term and he interviewed for the job and I got it. So I was working in Swords and I was working ebay PayPal and I was doing the round towers and uh, all that kind of stuff happened at the same time. So I was busy and I was trying. Yeah. I right? mean So that's when I really started to coach with Jamie then. And I was I don't know what I was coaching. I can't even remember. Memory's so shit. Yeah. I'm like, was I coaching two hours a day? Did I start full time? I don't remember. Yeah. I think I started doing a few hours and then very quickly graduated into leaving eBay and PayPal and going full time can't remember Yeah. Right. but I just remember that it was in April because it was around my birthday and he says I need to have a chat with you and he called me into office. and he says hey, I don't want you to go to Canada and I said like, what? he says I don't want you to go to Canada he says oh, I have a vision for CrossFit Swords mm-hmm. it was CrossFit Swords at the time I have a vision for CrossFit Swords and in the last five years I haven't got any closer to it in the last two months of you working here, I can see that now you're the person that's going to help me get there. Wow! If you leave, I won't get to where I want to be with this business. Mm-hmm. How'd that make you feel? Getting goosebumps. Oh right yeah! Oh, so cute. I was like, wow! Yeah. I, how can I? I like, I don't, I don't think I'm that good at anything. Yeah. So when somebody says to me, "You're the person I need to help me do this," I'm like. Mm-hmm. Oh, I what are you talking about? I don't, I don't do Anne. I don't listen to the podcast. I don't read books. I don't know Anne. Yeah. What are you talking about? So he was like, yeah. So here's an offer for you to stay. Now he knew what I was going to Canada for. Yeah. And I was going over to try and make a career for myself. So he offered me a career. He wow. offered me progressional steps in my career. He says, you're going to start as a coach. Mm-hmm. We're going to build you up. We're going to get you onto all these different things. When more staff come in and as we build the business, you'll then go on to management. When we start to open more gyms, you'll manage more gyms. When we start to have like those different things, you're gonna be right here really at the top of me. Here we are five years later. Doing that. And that's happened. Mm. So yeah, it was it was a weird I don't even know what your question was. Yeah, you answered it. Did I? <laughs> I think so, yeah.
0: Don't <laughs> <Okay>, listen back. <laughs> I think you have. So Daddy, so you're a coaching for Jamie and in the past five years loads of shit's changed, right? Yeah. Um particularly in the past year, really. Yeah. So you actually don't have any scheduled classes anymore. You're mm-hmm. no longer technically a coach. Mm-hmm. Even though you have it on. Back the shirt page, on yeah, t-shirt Yeah. <laughs> because I won't let it go. Yeah. And we were talking about this yesterday and you said you've been thinking about it. So what do you do now? What's your job? <laughs> Other than point out cobwebs
1: in the gym that me and Jack have to clean. Um, it's, it's hard to put into words what I do. Yeah. Uh, like I, I manage three gyms. Yeah so for somebody looking from the outside manage three gyms what is that it's like okay make sure the gym is open and people are there yeah but there's a lot more smaller details that go into it Mm -hmm. you know so like the HR side of it I hire staff I make sure staff are paid Mm -hmm. I do the roster I um, set policies Mm -hmm. I create standards and I make sure the policies and standards are upheld yeah so I'm the ball buster that people don't like that I come in and say you're not doing your job well enough you need to do that better. You need to do this. Somebody in the gym members who want to do things a certain way can't because of a policy in place. Yeah. It's like, no, that policy needs to be there because we've got three gyms, we've got 400 members. We can't just have you do whatever you want to do. Yeah. It's like, you need to follow these policies. My um, last so Yeah,
0: I want to touch on something there that you mentioned. Uh-huh. And you it to it earlier. And I don't even know if you meant to or if you knew you did. But you talked about standards. And that's probably one of the things I think of whenever I say, if I say Crystal Bell I immediately think like high standards mm. because you set them and you you enforce them. Yeah. I think you're really good at it. Um, and you mentioned it whenever you're on your first job or you're dad, like <laughs> you wanted the high standard, right? Yeah. You, you were trying to do that good. Um, what? That's clearly an inherent thing in you.
1: Yeah. Where that come from? It definitely comes from me. That Yeah? And like I said, when I was working with my dad, I just watched him. Because mm. he's a perfectionist. Like, he, like my dad would probably say to it, he's, he's not good at doing things, right? Yeah. But, he's really good at figuring things out. Right. Right? And if I asked him to, to do something, he'd be like, oh, I've never done that before, but well, I'll try it. Yeah. And then when he tries it, he tries the best he can, and he won't walk away from it until he thinks it's the best he can do. Right. And watching my dad do that all my life, has passed it on to me that like you. I don't know if I can do it I'll give it a shot and when I do I'll do the best I bloody can
0: so how do you so relate that back to your management role now like yeah. whenever that started properly materialising mm-hmm. that you like weren't going to be on classes mm-hmm.
1: what were your initial thoughts? about the standards or about the fact I wasn't coaching classes? yeah not coaching classes ah oh, ter- like not terrifying but it was sad yeah because I'm a coach yeah like if somebody asks me who I like when people ask me what my occupation is just mm. a like, coach no i don't i say manager oh, really? i say gym manager right but i don't want it yeah but that's what i am i'd rather say a coach because that's that's what i identify myself as right I identify myself as coach because it's who i am it's most my most passionate about yeah. i love it mm-hmm. like i love getting on the gym floor and coaching a group of people the energy the vibe yeah. instructing teaching breaking things down into small, small, minor, little details and movements and yeah. educating people on, like, the toe, the baby toe. And, <laughs> like, I don't even know how I know that stuff. Yeah, yeah, like, because I don't read books and I don't listen to podcasts. I've gone to college for three months in a, a image fitness PT course, which didn't go into a whole lot of detail. i done my level one, i done my level two. I learned everything from experience, from, like, watching the odd video on YouTube yeah, yeah. or scrolling through Instagram looking for something or talking to Jamie yeah. that's where I've learned everything and I don't know uh, like, to be honest with you sometimes I feel like I'm, I'm winging it Yeah, I'm like do I even know what I'm talking about sometimes but then
0: results speak for themselves right yeah, mm. yeah I don't know it's weird. Mm. it's weird it's not that weird I, I think from watching you coach and I haven't seen you do it an awful lot and from the conversations we've had where you've coached me you have a great level of awareness around what you're doing. Mm. So like you said, whenever you're learning your butterfly pull-ups, like you're just able to go, around, what are my shoulders doing? What are my hips doing? And all that. And you do the, you're. I think, you can correct me if I'm wrong, I think whenever you're coaching, you're aware of what you're doing as well. Mm. You're like, 100 foot view of like watching yourself do the thing. You're like, what's missing here? What can I do? And you did my class yesterday. And in the middle of my class, there was a little pee break and you were like, come here. What about this? <laughs> and at the initially I was like just fucking do the work and like chill out would you like you're only back in the gym maternity leave and everything like just do the fitness and then I was like this is your one time to get some coaching in. so you've kind of evolved into a coach of coaches
1: now yeah but it's not even my job I know yeah
0: but it kind of is
1: because well, it's not because myself and Jamie have very clearly defined roles yeah like my job is the operations mm. his job is the coaches right now I cross over and step across the boundary because that's why I love the and because and I, I think I've got a good eye for it. You know I, it's like, exactly. If I can see something that needs to be improved, I'm going to say, "Yeah, players like." Yeah. You you manage gyms, right? Yeah, and that includes
0: managing people. It does. Yeah, and the, the people you manage, their main roles and responsibilities are coaching, mm. and you uphold standards. Mm. And if there's something missing in a class, it's not just the cobwebs or the machines are in line or the floors clean and all that. It's making sure that. Our class plan is filled with all the details it needs to be filled with and more, and that we actually implement it then as well. Mm. So, while like manager and operations is your thing, and Jamie's thing is more coach development, it would be kind of ridiculous if he only did coach development and Mm. no operation stuff, yeah, and vice versa, right? Yeah, so how do you find coaching coaches? Because you were able to do that to me yesterday, and real smooth, real easy, just like. And then we went upstairs to the office, we had a coffee and we went for a nearly half an hour. Yeah. Just you coaching me. And it was deadly. Yeah. I went to home, Jill was like, How's your day? He's like, fuck it, and then Christopher coached me, we just spoke for half an hour about rugby box jumps. Yeah. How does that how do you feel about that? Do you just do you just enjoy it the same way like coaching on the floor?
1: I love it. I love yeah. it. I love like because it, it depends who you're talking to, right? Right. Because the person has to want to receive it. Yeah. And the person's open to receiving it and wanting to learn more, it's easy. Yeah. You make it easy because mm. you want to get to that next level and like you said on a previous podcast you thought you were a good coach and mm-hmm. then you realised oh shit I've so much more to learn and that's right. everybody mm-hmm. but it's knowing that you have so much more to learn and that you're willing to accept it off people yeah. and then when somebody goes to give it and if you're resistant to it it makes it harder and if somebody's resistant to it I won't give you feedback Yeah, because it's harder for me and it's like well if you don't want that, I'm you not feeling like to it you punching a wall yeah exactly you know? yeah. so like you make it easy because you're like give me more tell me how I want to I learn I want to do it and if I have knowledge to give that I can give you to make your classes better yeah. like obviously it makes you a better coach yeah. it makes your classes better but essentially it makes the members happier yeah. and like that's my job mm-hmm. is to bring us from when I started at with Swords we had sixty members and now we've got 400 I want to bring to 4,000 you know how do I get to 4,000 yeah. by making the classes better because that's what we sell it's classes mm-hmm. people come into the gym to do a class they don't come into the gym to to see how clean it is or to to <laughs> ask about the Instagram post yeah. or to ask about an email that was sent out to, mm-hmm. to come into their class yeah. and if the classes isn't the best service that we can give I'm going to find a way to make it better and the, the best way I can give feedback is by doing the class yeah like I, I watch classes and I give and I take mm-hmm. notes but I very you rarely feel for it though, don't you? Yeah. I very rarely give feedback after watching a class really yeah like I, I, I've watched loads of classes some of your classes right. without you realising it yeah. probably and I've taken notes on it but never give me the feedback on it no because I just find it harder when I'm not in it yeah I need to be in it I need to feel it because you can feel what's missing yeah, yeah feel that's it. your awareness 20, of the thing yeah,
0: it, yeah. yeah yeah cool there we go we figured something out about you today haven't we yeah <laughs> <laughs> you gotta feel it um, so you've been with Jamie and Bua or Swords for like 5-6 years yeah this is a less or this is a question I got from Instagram and kinda one of that I had anyway. Um what do you feel like the biggest lessons or singular or multiple that you've got since becoming a full time coach in Buba?
1: Oh wow.
0: I can edit this. Who things. asked that question? I know yeah. me and something else. Wow. It's hard, right? Yeah. And you don't really sit and ponder about this stuff the same way I
1: would like as well. No. Mm. so I'm going to look, give you time now like the biggest lessons I've learned are dealing with people right like because I'm so straight to the point <laughs> even <laughs> like here, I text you this morning like, <laughs> yeah. I texted you this morning oh, I actually like had bring, bring a toolbox yeah. down to Nayswich today Yeah. but I never said hello <laughs> And I was standing there like, I oh, didn't even say good morning to that yeah, thing. No. <laughs> what a dick. No, but I
0: know that there's you're not like, fucking bring a-. I know that that's not the way you're doing it. You're like, morning, James, bring a toolbox to a gym. And
1: it's, it's the same with the, the video you put on Instagram. You're
0: like, <laughs> <laughs> the light. Can we add some context into this? Sorry. So if you don't follow me on Instagram, I put up on my story on Tuesday morning, just me turning on the lights in the gym and there's one light, everyone's going to notice this now. <laughs> no one, no, one's very noticed before. I know, no That's one, you are, just right? you, yeah. <laughs> and there's one light in the reception area in Bua in Santry. And the bulb went on it about three and a half weeks ago, just before Thor went on maternity leave. And he said to me about getting it changed and getting it sorted. And I was like, yeah, no worries. And my stupid ass didn't get it fixed. And I put that up on Instagram. And you can see that the light doesn't turn on and Gustav messaged me back at like 8am I was still in the middle of classes as I just seen my phone ding whenever it was sitting on the rig and I was like hmm, I wonder what that is and he was like when are you getting that light fixed or what, have you rang about the light or something yeah. it was just straight to the point point. Yeah. and I was like he's, he's not even in work yet and he's working but yeah sure. that's what you like but like we've had this conversation the other day me, you, Jamie and Jack it's like I know that that's your job and I know <laughs> you're not like going out of your way to try and be an ass an ass yeah it's just your job you're like why is the light not fixed yeah. so I'm not sitting there going oh <laughs> I'm not crying about it yeah. and neither does anyone else in the gym yeah. you just have to get it done yeah. but that's funny that's
1: but yeah it's people right? Right? because it's that message that I sent you this morning mm-hmm. and it's that message that I sent you on mm-hmm. Tuesday. they were just so abrupt so to the point that like it would have been nicer if I said hey James good morning how are you mm. but I didn't and it was only after the fact I'm like fuck I've done it again mm. I'd
0: freak out, man. If you text me saying "Good morning, how are you?" <laughs> By the way, I would like There's something wrong with this fella. Someone's like taken- Sarah has his phone or something. <laughs> yeah,
1: but like in my past, like in my past, over the last few years, I've had run-ins with people multiple times, and um, I've had people complain to Jamie about me about how I deal with them right. because, like, I, I am empathetic. I definitely think I'm empathetic, but it definitely it's not it's not at the top of my list. Yeah, you know, getting a job done is at the top of my list. Yeah, and then if I have to upset people, so be it. Right, right. But I've learned over time that I can't upset people. Yeah, that people like the business. I like think we're in a people business. Yeah. if people are upset to leave, we don't make money. Mm-hmm. Right, essentially. But I'm also in this job because I care about people. Yeah, and because I want them to do the best they can, and that's why I became a coach because I wanted to help people. So it's a weird trade off that I want to help people the reason I'm in the job but I'm not great dealing with people
0: that's hard that's (laughs) a hard thing as a coach too though me and Jack have had this conversation a few times where sometimes people act as if they just need a little cuddle and a pat on the back and it's like everything will be okay but what they actually need is a kick up the ass and it's like you need to go and do this and sometimes if they're not quite ready for that it can be upsetting Mm. and trying to read that is hard and you're definitely the type of coach where it's like pick up the bar pick up the work pick up like, fucking do the thing mm. you're here to do the work mm. do the work and that is your job yeah. as a coach so that's it. that's interesting um, you've been a dad for three three, three weeks, weeks yesterday three weeks yesterday what's yeah. the biggest lesson you've learned since then? Oh, man.
1: you ask hard questions yeah well, why didn't you give me right? heads up on these? because you prep it and it would sound shit biggest lesson I've learned Uh, I suppose one of the things about me is that I'm very organised I'm very structured right and (laughs) I like having a calendar I like having spreadsheets i knowing where I'm going to be and over the last three weeks it's like yeah that doesn't happen anymore (laughs) this little (laughs) fella I cannot have a schedule he dictates life and it's teaching me to be uh, I don't know what word to use but looser I guess of just going with the flow just go with the flow just go with the flow deadly I think that's the biggest lesson I've learned over the last weeks.
0: cool do you think you'll be able to or do you think do you want to or do you think you'll be able to apply that into your job as well
1: I think it's difficult in the role that I'm in to do yeah. that but there's definitely aspects that I can bring in cool don't ask me where <laughs> ask me in six months
0: yeah <laughs> <laughs> um cool what's your favorite thing about Harry i said that's the hardest question
1: and uh, now cuz I, I love when he's stretching oh yeah yeah he's just like he, like he makes the weirdest faces and when he's stretching it's just like like nobody's going to see this but like it's just like
0: oh the cutest thing he his Christopher face Christopher just made an adorable <laughs> face there
1: yeah I can be adorable sometimes um, <laughs> like he scrunches his face puts his arms up he flexes his biceps Classic. his forehead wrinkles he looks like an old man but then looks like a baby at the same time and it's just like oh do it again oh wow do it again yeah
0: deadly um, other than being a dad mm. what are you most scared of feeling at?
1: Husband, a good husband. Oh yeah.
0: Yeah. Let's go. We'll not get into that. Okay. <laughs> Let's go professionally. Okay. That's a good answer, now Thanks. I'm gonna tell Sarah on that. Uh,
1: she'll listen to this one, <laughs> but she better. Hope so. Yeah.
0: Um. What was the question? Professionally, what Professional. are you scared of failing at
1: Um. I think the biggest failure for me is letting people down. Mm-hmm. And like I touched on a little bit earlier that i mean in this because I care about people. Yeah. And I guess that's why I work so hard. Mm-hmm. And I guess that's why I put in so many hours and I want the job done the way it's done because I care about so many people. And the job that I do affects so many people. Yeah. Because like, yeah, somebody comes to the gym to do an hour's class. But as you've heard before, the cliche, it's supposed to be the best hour of the day. Yeah. But it really is. And they're not coming there to take shit. And they're not coming to get you out and giving out to. Mm-hmm. And they're coming to have a release to meet people, have fun, learn something, and then progress in CrossFit, progress in life. Mm. And if people aren't coming to the gym to get that every day, I felt. Right. And that's a big fear for me that people that say, I'm just not getting it anymore. Bo doesn't do it for me anymore. If someone says that to me, I felt.
0: Can I push back on that? Go for it. I think <laughs> At some stage, for some people, it it won't be enough.
1: Mm.
0: I think I I don't accept that. Yeah, I think it's important that you don't.
1: Yeah,
0: I do, but I think to be under the impression that everyone's going to stay forever, like Campbell's. Yeah, Campbell's been there longer than you. Yeah, eleven years. Yeah, it's like, but not everyone's going to stay for eleven years. Mm. Some people are going to become some people are going to become a little bit disgruntled that you're not taking class yes some people are (laughs) they're like Christopher's my coach James is great Jack's great Holly's great Sheila's great like Brooke's great whatever Christopher's my coach I love spending time with Christopher I love doing his classes I love the five minute chats afterwards I love the way he fucking says my name like whatever that is and in a year's time they might just be like yeah I don't see you enough.
1: Hmm.
0: I'm off this the other side of it isn't enough for me, mm. unfortunately, yeah mm. and the same the same thing will happen with Jamie people miss Jamie yeah neither of you are going back to t- unless there's a fourth boo on the way, neither of you are going to start doing classes yeah mm. so
1: that's something for you to ponder on, I think, yeah a little bit, but it's like myself and Jamie have built Bua to what it is today yeah right and we've done it in a certain way and if I say that we've done it because the way we coach our classes yeah it's probably true And but it's also the atmosphere that we've created and the community that we've built and then that gets bigger right now
0: and that's if, where your leadership role comes into yeah
1: now if, if, if because me and Jamie have stepped away with classes that shouldn't change the classes should still be as good yeah. just given by a different coach mm-hmm. The Atmosphere should be as good if not better. Mm-hmm. And the community should be growing and getting stronger every day.
0: So uh, how do you
1: as manager manage that? Is that just so it's up, setting the standards and uphold the, standards. And the standards? Yeah. And that if I'm in a class that the class is delivered the way it's the way it's programmed to be delivered, yeah. The way it's communicated, and then obviously how to coach them their demeanour, the delivery their own pieces of education and fun yeah. that they put into it like we always want a coach to put their own stamp on their own classes that yeah. they're individual that if you go to a James class you know it's a James class if you go to jack's class you know it's a Jack class and they're very different classes and they should be but if you go to James's class in the morning and Jack's class in the evening you You're still doing the same thing yeah, yeah, yeah. you know if I go to James's class and I'm told to do front squats and I'm not allowed squat clean the first rep and I go to Jack's class and do front squats and I can squat the first rep there's a mismatch there right. and it's up to me to make sure that, that mis- well, it's not really up to me it's like me and Jamie to make sure it's that a degree, yeah. it's consistent across the board mm-hmm. that everybody gets the same little bit of detail like that but then you get the individual coach putting their stamp on it and that the atmosphere in the gym is good and they, yeah. like, what was the question
0: next question what's the hardest part about your job now do you think <sighs> don't say Jamie
1: no, Jamie's not the hardest part. No, because, <laughs> because I've worked with Jamie so long, we have a great understanding. relationship. Yeah, we have a great understanding of each other. I and mean, we know, like I know where he is and what he's doing pretty much every single day. Right. Um, and I know when I can call him and if I have any questions, I can ask him. And we bounce off each other a lot. We use each other for feedback. Yeah. Like, I wouldn't say daily, but definitely multiple times a week. Right. Um, but the hardest part of my job... Managing people mm. because it's not something I've done before. Yeah. It's new to me. Like I didn't I didn't wake up one morning and say I want to be a manager. Yeah. I woke up one morning and said I want to be a fitness coach. <laughs> now I've progressed into a manager of three gyms and ten plus people. Mm. <laughs> I don't know <laughs> what Learning I'm doing. As you go, yeah, yeah. yeah I'm trying to learn as I go I'm trying to do it well as I go. Right. Like, I'm not I'm not great, but I'm trying to do my best. Thank you, great. You know? <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> but like I don't know because yeah. I, don't, I have nothing to compare it. To. Sorry, I'll start giving you more feedback. Yeah, because I've never seen anybody else who run, runs three gyms and manages ten people. How do, how do you operate? How do you work? Yeah. And I don't know how to do it. And I've made mistakes. Like in the year, year and a half, two years that I've been managing, yeah. I've made plenty of mistakes. But I definitely learned from them, and that's how I think. I think that's where I get a lot of what I do now from is. That I'm not afraid to make mistakes. Yeah. That I just do it if it goes tits up, it goes tits up, I learn but I move on. And a lot of things come from me from experience, like life yeah. experience, work experience. And it's something that Sarah Ann says to me a few times as well like you you've so much life experience. Yeah. I'm like, I'm only three years you're older than you. Yeah. It's just because I put myself in situations where I'm like, if it goes wrong, it goes wrong. i learn from it. Daily. You know? And that's the other person mm. there pretty cool. Mm. That makes a pretty good leader.
0: Um let's talk about fitness a little bit. Okay you're quite a good endurance athlete whenever it comes to the crossfit well you're mm-hmm. strong but like it wouldn't be your number one thing yeah. Um what's your favourite type of workout
1: don't have one love them all sorry what's your favourite favourite Yeah, <laughs> do no, one honestly because so, I love what do you best at grunt yeah 30 minute 60 minute grunt work that nobody wants to do that I'll just keep on going yeah how With those type of workouts, what's going on in your head? What are you saying? Doing a rep. Doing a rep. Doing a rep. But then I'm also thinking about my movement and my technique and my positions. Yeah. And I make sure that, I always make sure that my first rep and my last rep look the same. Yeah. And that's because I focus on my positions. And like yesterday, for example, in class, I said to you, what am I thinking about? Mm -hmm. Like I have my own things that I want to think about, but when I go into a class, I want to come to tell me something to think about as well. And like you told me on the double unders to focus on my midline yeah. and my hand position that's all I thought about for the whole workout hand position and midline
0: you nearly went unbroken
1: for 300 reps I know Two, three sets of 100 and I don't know why I tripped yeah I don't like, know but I, usually I would not yeah. because I know that if, like remember I said to you I usually focus on my wrist and double unders mm. and if I snag it's because my wrist got slow or tired and I'd know right. yeah, yeah. and then when I pick up the rope again to the next I make sure it doesn't happen and if I'm doing a burpee and I jump let's say it's a burpee over bar and it's a bar facing burpee and I jump up and the step into the bar was further than the last one I know you I need know to put more in my hips. Right. Yeah. and that's how I do my workouts especially in a grunt workout where it's long let's say it's 30 minutes and there's there's burpee over box and there's running and there's I don't know something else a rowing machine like them types of where it's just cardio it's just go 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 it's like just think about what I'm doing like if I'm sitting on a rower for two minutes every every five minutes, take it on to the five hundred metre row. I'm thinking about my shoulder position. Right. I'm thinking about my leg drive. I'm thinking about my elbow pull. Hmm. I'm thinking about the what,
0: technique. What do you think about then though? So say in the middle of it, right? Um and your muscles are screaming at you, your lungs are screaming at you. How do you what are the techniques then to get rid of that? Or do you just I just don't think about the technique. Oh, so. Like the actual technique of the I it.
1: I distract myself from it. I don't think about it. Hmm. I don't think about the pain. Yeah, like one thing I'm really, really good at is blocking out leg pain. My legs have serious endurance and I don't know how I think it's from pain, sorry, football. Yeah. Like I'm assuming it's from that. Like I played football all my life and then I got into some running. I did some Jatlons. Um I did some 10Ks, competitive ten Ks. Um, I did cross country as in school. Um so I think my legs are good endurance from that. So when it comes to workouts, usually your legs burn most. Yeah. In cross Usually. Um, and I can just push through like a lot of something called so it's
0: so say with these longer workouts as well then how do you you know the big mistake everyone makes whenever it comes to the long workouts so they go out like the clappers mm-hmm. and you don't mm-hmm. you're, you're pretty smooth and steady mm-hmm. how do you how do you get better at that how do you get to that stage how do you, you get to that stage Just just knowing your body Yeah,
1: it's knowledge of your own movement your, your own self and like when I look at a workout you know exactly how you're going to... I know how the work, how long the work is going to take. Mm-hmm. I know where it's going to get painful. Yeah. I know um, how fast I need to move at any given time. And then generally, if I'm doing it in CrossFit Bua and I look around the class, I know who else is going to be there with me. <laughs> right? And I'll know that if I look at a workout on paper. Right? I remember me, you and Jack did a workout remember that grunt work yeah, yeah you it was really that. row was it row starting the rower or, or the bike and then it was box step overs with a dumbbell into med ball cleans into push pits yeah, the something push like that yeah, and then back um, like I look around the room and I'm like I've never done a workout with James before I think I've done one G maybe or maybe that was our first that was our second because our first was just when we really opened after Lockheed on the toast of our email, yeah email yeah, right? yeah, right. now I'm like I know James is fit I know James moves well he's not going to hold me he's not going to stay with me on this one Yeah, right I was like Jack super strong when it comes to the machines he's a lot stronger now when it comes to the, the weighted step ups he's going to be able to keep going because his legs are stronger he's got more endurance on his legs yeah. I'm like okay Jack might be with me here and then I look around the rest of the room I'm like okay right so look because we started on a machine yeah. like who's strong on a machine Darren Keogh was beside me Darren Keogh was strong on a machine yeah and um, I'm like okay he might get off the machine the same time if not before me Make it like, kill cool. So, I know my pace at this point because yeah. I haven't even started work but I know my pace so I do my pace and then I find out where I am when I get off the rower or the bike, I can't remember which one when we did first. I think it was the rower. Yeah. And I got off the rower first but three or four people are right beside me I'm like, perfect, this is exactly where I want to be. Yeah. Three or four people are right with me and now I have my pace already. And I just settle into a movement. I settle into a speed yeah. and I just don't change. I just go... And then at that point then it gets to the push press where it's a heavy push press. My overhead ain't the strongest in terms of mobility and strength, like physical strength. So when I get there it's like just gotta stay ahead now. Yeah. And I'll just make myself stay ahead no matter how much it hurts. But then there's other times where I start starting behind. Where and I catch up.
0: Where does that come so you said there no matter how much it hurts, right?
1: Where does that that's competitive drive. Oh. Where does that come from? <laughs> just always had that. I've always had competitive okay. drive. I don't know don't know where it came from, but it's just have it. I always want to win how do you how do you channel
0: that now so like this week as a great I said to you yesterday like I was quite impressed with the way you're able to do return to play all week mm. you went with a 16 kilo kettlebell yesterday mm. and the day before you did 30 kilo front squats whenever it should have been 50 mm. and you were like I, I moved fast but I didn't kill myself yeah. so you were able to kind of suppress the competitive nature because you knew like it would be bad for you this week coming back but you're going to have to fill that void somewhere, somehow. No. Or
1: because I know it's coming.
0: Right. When I'm ready. Yeah, but so, like, are you going to get back into competing in CrossFit?
1: No, not, not like, I oh, don't oh, train competitively. Right. Like, um, ten days are, about, are past me. Yeah. Like, I stopped training about, like, so three years
0: ago. So, where, where does that competitiveness go now? Is it just growing the business? Is it being part yeah, of that?
1: Yeah. Yeah, but it's also on the daily workouts. Like, in the I, in the gym, yeah. yeah, like, like, we say, not, like for most people, when they come into the gym, don't compare yourself to others. Yeah, but you're at a stage where that's. I'm at a, I'm at a stage where, like, I, I can manage that well. Yeah. That, like, for every stage when I come to the return to play work, I'm not comparing myself to anybody else. Yeah. Like, I definitely looked at the leaderboard yesterday. Right, <laughs> I, just, I got a time of eight o three. Yeah. I did a sixteen kilo kettlebell dumbbells. Nearly went unbroken. Mm-hmm. Right. I checked the leaderboard to see what other times were. I'm like, oh Jesus! I beat everybody by two minutes, even yeah. though. I still scaled the workout. Yeah. Right. So I was like, more so looking at like, oh, just like fitness isn't as bad as yeah. I thought it was. Yeah. How would I have handled twenty four kilo kettlebell? Yeah. Now I know I would have had to put the kettlebell down if it was twenty four kilos. Yeah. Because sixteen kilo flew my arms, like my forearms not far. Right. But it's just like I give myself my own challenge all the time. I always give myself my own challenge. A lot of the time, I don't care about what other people are doing, and right. um, I'll always check it after the fact to see how did I in yeah, <laughs> that's, that's yeah. You. I don't you, care. you do your thing first. I'll do my thing first. I'll hit the workout as hard as I can. I'll yeah. get the most out of whatever movement I'm doing. Yeah. I'll give my best effort. I'll put my best foot forward all the time, and then I'll check after the fact. Yeah. I? I
0: think that's super important because I do that as well. Yeah. I won't check qualify until I've done my thing, and it's it's that self assessment of mm. did I have to pull back a little bit today? Did I pull back because I was feeling tired? Did I like, or did I tick all the boxes? and If I ticked all the boxes. Irrelevant. If I was feeling a bit soft that day and then I look at the leaderboard and I'm not where I want to be, it's like, there you go. That's right. Yeah, yeah.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I have an attitude of, I will always do my best if somebody beats me. Fair play. Yeah. That's like, true. if I go into a workout and I don't do my best, I'm only giving that to myself. Yeah. Like, I'm pissed at myself. Yeah. Like, why didn't I pick the bar a little yeah. quicker? You know? Why didn't I move faster? Yeah. Why did I stop at that point? why did I break up the post when I didn't need to mm. you know when I, then I do that self analysis on myself um, but I'll always go into something the same way competitions like if I go to a competition it's like I'm going to do this the best I can somebody beats me they beat me I fall where I fall Yeah, you know and it's more so it's always like like me and Jack when Jack started um, we, we developed a good training partner relationship right. but also a competitive healthy competitive relationship yeah, yeah. where we always wanted to beat each other like no matter what if me and Jack turn up in a class we want to beat you, right but I'm like I'm going to give my best regardless of whether Jack's here or not yeah. if he beats me he beats me and it's the same case I've, I'm going to do a class at 10am I'm going to get the best foot forward Jack does the class at 8pm if he beats me he beats me if I was in the class with him would it have been different possibly because you know you, you yeah, train you had hard when someone's around you, you yeah. but I still get my best effort at that time yeah and that's, my, you that's what I try to do Definitely. I think that's super important. Mm. Um, so no, I'm not going to go back to competitive track, competitive um, crossfit. Yeah. Like I would like to do competitions in the future, but I'm not going to train specifically for them and train three hours a day. That there, them days ago. Do yeah. yeah. an hour a day, five days a week. It's good enough. Yeah, yeah. I'm in the same boat as you there. Um,
0: what's the future hold for you? Where do you see yourself in five years? What's going on?
1: Don't know. No. Don't know. What would you like? Because <laughs> I'll answer I the first one. Like, so much has changed in the last year. Mm. Like, if you asked me a year ago where I want to be in five years, in five years, a year ago, I wouldn't even say here right now. Right. Like, last year, if you said to me, you're going to be a manager of three CrossFit Bill James, you're going to have 400 athletes, you're going to have more than 10 staff under you, I'd say, that's not happening. Mm. Here I am a year later. That's would, you not
0: accept, would you have Would you have? A year ago, if I said, I'm offering you three gyms, 10 staff, 400 members, do you want to? <laughs> I, I
1: probably would have said no. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm right. I want to coach, thanks.
0: <laughs> but Jimmy just didn't ask, he was like, here we go. Yeah,
1: yeah It's funny, isn't it? It's like, mm. I got into the job because I want to be a coach and I'm not a coach anymore. Mm. Like, I don't walk onto the floor and coach classes. Mm. Not all the time. Very rarely, yeah. yeah. But, do I love my job? Yes. Do I think it's a job? Oh, mm-hmm. Like, you know how people say it, right? You love your job and never work in your life. Yeah. Like for most people and for me in the past when I was an engineer, a job was a paycheck. Yeah. I'd wake up hating the fact that my alarm has just gone off, go into work, avoid doing work at all costs, yeah. hide in the factory, go into the office, go into the toilet, sit on my phone, do everything. Everyone's done the tactics of yeah. trying to avoid doing work, leaving early clocking out when you're supposed to clock out and then forgetting about work till the next day I've had that in the past If I don't have that now yeah you're shocked at that now yeah because because I love it because yeah. I want to do it and because I care about the people that work for me and the people that come to the gym and everything I do is for everybody else and I think about myself last yeah I always think about myself last it's like what can I do for them shit somebody needs something I'm doing it now yeah somebody has texted me looking for something I'm responding straight away well, I think the best
0: example of that is Whenever you were a bit unwell and you COVID and you told us, you're like, well, I'm not doing anything. Like, just give me a ring if you need a hand. When in reality, you were fucking cuddled up with a blanket on your head, bollocks, barely able to keep your eyes open. <laughs> I think that's admirable, but probably one of your biggest vices at the minute now as well. Stupid. Yeah. So stupid. Yeah. But, but, but why you're such a fucking asset to... Boo and Jamie as well
1: definitely yeah um, so where do you want to be in five years yeah I have no idea really? I don't know because like what could change like well, like will we still have three gyms in five years I and mean, so no no
0: no no no, no. not don't, don't like <laughs> this is me yeah. this is my mind yeah my don't, mind is practical don't try and spreadsheet and practical yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah so like best case scenario let's say we stick with three gyms as a company right you're wearing hot socks I always wear hot socks and always. I have my shoes off
1: why well, are you wearing that socks?
0: Because they're the same, just different colours. You
1: can't
0: do that. Oh, yeah, I can, bro. Every day. I haven't noticed this before. Because I don't get a shirt socks. not yeah. That's going to annoy me. Oh, wow. This is yeah, gas. A, this is your little your OCD shirt now. An hour into the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so, dream case scenario, right? Let's say let's say things stay stay a bit more controlled in... Or, like... I don't know. Maybe your dream is you have. You said four thousand athletes earlier, right? Mm. So,
1: how does that look? It's weird. I, as I think about it now, as you're talking, I'm just like, you know the way. You work, you work, you work. You're so busy, and you just want time where. It's,
0: yeah.
1: I want that. Yeah. I want time where it's like right. I've got let's let's just say right. I've got six pure gyms. Right. Right. I am. Director of operations, and under me, I've got the managers and I've got all the staff doing their things, right? Mm-hmm. And that I'm up there, and I'm n- barely needed. That someone comes to me with a problem that mm-hmm. they can't solve themselves. Not that they come to me with a problem because they don't, they try try to solve it. It's mm-hmm. that they can't solve it, that they come to me, and that I'm that person that's like unseen, unheard. Oh yeah, yeah, like. Oh, see, it's weird right I, I'd love to wake up in the morning go to the gym do a class go do whatever I have to do with Harry go do something Sarah family time mm. and not have to work but get a paycheck <laughs> that's yeah. that's that's the dream
0: be, be completely unneeded and completely essential all at the same time yeah, yeah.
1: Right? that's not reality I don't think yeah that's never right? going to happen and what happens in reality is you get that other stuff, but you have to work your ass off to get it. Yeah. And working your ass off never stops. Mm-hmm. And if I want four thousand athletes in six gyms and maybe six countries, right? So fewer gyms you want in different gyms for that. Yeah, we're like fewer gyms in different countries. Let's yeah. say, right? And we take over the world. Mm-hmm. That, like, at the moment, I'd say we're recognised in this country. Yeah. That people know who CrossFit Beware. Yeah. Right. Um, they might not know a whole lot about us, but they've heard of CrossFit Beware. Yeah. Right. That's a good thing, right? for me, having that status across the world would be massive. Mm. That if I go to America and I say, oh, like, I'm, I run across the border, yeah. holy shit, you run across the border, oh, fuck. I'd love to have that status. Yeah. But to get that status, I know I've got to work 70 hours a week constantly for 70 years. Yeah. <laughs> so, just, I don't know. Mm. Interesting. I want it, I don't want it. Yeah. because Because, like, we talked about it briefly the other day, Priorities. Yeah, like my main priority now is my family. Yeah, and Sarah and Harry. Like, no matter what happens, they're always going to be number one for me now. Yeah, and work used to be, and shouldn't have been, number one for me. Mm-hmm. Like I would choose work over friends, family, training. No matter what, I'd be like, no, I've got to work. I'm going to work. I'm going to do this. I'm going to work this work that work. Everyone's just like, do you ever take fucking time off? Do you ever just not do work? Like no, because I love it. And I want to build something. Yeah. I want to do something good. Um. But now, family is the most important thing to me. So, trying to imagine a career goal of where I want that to go, while imagining a family yeah. life alongside it. Uh, you, you balance
0: that high level of ambition and. I've
1: I've, I've had a son for three weeks or something. <laughs> I don't know. Again, yeah. go back to me in three years, and yeah. I might have a better answer for you fair um, I was, not, I'll tell you this, straight up I yeah. want big things Yeah. I want to be the best I can be at whatever I'm doing yeah. I want to climb the ladder and do everything that I do to the best of my abilities but also I want to be recognised for doing it Yeah. I don't want to be at the top and nobody know how I am I want to work my ass off get to the top and say oh you're that guy yeah. I don't have anybody like that I don't look up to anybody like that that was, I don't my, that was my
0: next question actually like I don't like
1: everyone talks about uh, the Nike book or podcast or yeah, whatever the yeah. hell that was and your mind. I don't know his name yeah What's his name? Phil Knight. Phil Knight. Everyone talks about him and says they listen to his things and like, oh yeah. Like, I don't know who he is, but I want people to look at me like that. Yeah. (laughs) But I don't wanna do a podcast, I don't want to do a book for people to read about me. Yeah. It's weird. I don't know. That's gas.
0: (laughs) Huh. Well that kind of answer but my next question is gonna be like in in coaching. You've obviously spent a lot of time with Jamie, Mm he's a great coach and he he knows what he's doing yeah. but I was going to say your, your other influence has been outside of him but don't, don't have any not had any,
1: any. That is yeah. unreal no. um, like Jamie blows my mind every time he coaches Yeah.
0: Like he reads enough for three or four people annoying, so.
1: I don't understand how he knows hmm. like I was talking to Laura other today and she said to me Jamie sat down or talked to her for 20 minutes or something about a squat and like Laura's Seems. been training almost a few years and I've coached Laura in classes and I give Laura cues on, on her squat because she suffers with her injuries or whatever and she said to Jamie said something to her I'm like how did he see that how did he know that hmm. what Mad. and she's essentially like I don't know how he's seen it how he's done it like where it came from yeah. but now whatever she's still in firm is working I was like what
0: she blew up the other day as well though
1: didn't she yeah, but like I was, I'm like, but I'm like, how does he know that? Yeah. How does he see it? Because like I have a good eye for stuff. Yeah. Like I'm standing With around, like I can see something sharp, that's, yeah. yeah. that's off, and I can go over and coach and fix mm. technical side of movement. And, and you can
0: refi- and you can refine, or yeah. if someone's moving good, you can make them be better. Yeah, and I
1: understand the body. Yeah. I understand where body parts should be, how they work, and what they're for. Yeah. But I still can't see stuff he sees. Yeah. You know, I'm like, what? And he doesn't, like, he just hardly practices, like, practices coaching. Yeah. Hardly practices it. So, like, how is he getting better?
0: <laughs> I don't know. Good question.
1: Yeah. And, like, he has done all his different courses and he's followed different people. And I, at the start of the year, I started doing some Kelly Starrett stuff the ready state. Yeah. I learned a lot from that. Yeah. Um, But I don't do it anymore. Them things for me last a week, a month, <laughs> and then I get bored and I stop yeah. doing it. Um, I don't have anybody else that I turn to I don't have role models I don't have yeah. anybody that is like, a terrible yeah, like you you had your, your, uh, Brian on the podcast today. Yeah. you said that you're, he's your go to for nutrition yeah I don't have that you don't have that no
0: interesting you just have a Jamie yeah on a team wow so I learned a lot about you today but did you yeah I think that, I did yeah
1: what? Temperature learn? <laughs> <laughs> We're not
0: that on the podcast. There's a whole hour over there. We've, we've gone for over an hour there. It's our longest podcast so far.
1: Well, I don't even know what we talked about.
0: I know, yeah. All I do is... What you do. What I do? Yeah.
1: I don't do know how I do, do it. it. Yeah, but you do it really well. Yeah,
0: people, do I? Yeah. We? yeah, people. Yeah, that's what I'm saying to you. You yeah, do, yeah. But like... And yesterday you gave me feedback about my coaching, which is really important. And then there's been other days and other occasions where you just have conversations with me or ask me how I was, ask me how Jill was and you do all these other things and that's why I think you're a good leader because even though you don't listen to the and you don't read the books and I read all the books and I listen to all the podcasts like I think on my Kindle I'm on book like 32 this year this year? this year?
1: yeah <laughs> I haven't read year books in a while no joke like, that's just on my
0: Kindle then I read some paperbacks as well and I listen to podcasts every day and it's like, I absorb all this information. I, I don't take it all in, like you said. But I do take a lot of it in. But I, I like to think that I have a good eye and I can point out good, bad, great, whenever it comes to leadership, athletes and people. And I know I'm good at judging good people. And I think I'm pretty good at judging good leadership as well. Because I've like been under shitty leadership and you don't always notice it until you see a good one. And you, Jamie... I think you're really good. Christopher, thank you very much. Is that it? Yeah. Any more questions from Christopher? Um, <laughs> how is his six pack going since becoming a dad? Uh, it's hidden. It's hidden.
1: Um, what are your favourite treats? Oh, uh, tea cakes. Chunok's tea cakes. Yeah. Not any other form like the, the yellow box. You know the yellow box? I'm not big on tea cakes at all tea cakes yeah tea cakes Um, yeah that's kind of like go to
0: Um, on a scale of 1 to 10 how much do you hate being called Chris
1: 10 11 where'd that come from honestly I don't know it's just not my name so don't call me that's not my name I just don't like it I don't like the name Chris fair I like Christopher yeah you can call me Christy.
0: I don't like that mm, i have like, never called you, you can, that like of
1: some of your nicknames yeah like Gisty get, 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 are like of loads of nicknames No. Nope. just I just don't like call it being called Chris yeah Christopher like, is the one thing that annoys me most is hey James my name's Christopher hi Chris oh yeah I just said my name is Christopher why yeah, you call me yeah, Chris yeah, yeah, yeah. why do you automatically show up my name hmm. I don't call you Ja Yeah. Ja. <laughs> you know what I mean
0: I do know what you mean, yeah. Not quite the same thing, but yeah. I do know what but you mean. But you know what
1: else mean. annoys me as well? <laughs> what? Well, this is my wife, Sarah Ann. Hey, Sarah. No, Sarah Ann. No, yeah, yeah, Like, yeah, we're yeah. both with two angel names. Yeah. But, they're our names.
0: Yeah. I think that's a real, I don't know, a real common courtesy that people should follow, definitely.
1: Yeah. Like, I, I'm, I, I'm shocking for it, right? I I, really? I don't shorten people's name. I give them nicknames. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, Anybody who's trained in me in heard classes into, uh, over the last five years, most of them... I haven't yesterday, actually. Roz. Yeah, Aoife. Aoife Rosny. Call her mm. Roz. Call her Roz. Yeah. Like Damien Cabinet. You ever heard me call him Sully? No. Where's <laughs> that yeah, It came was, it was the half life class, Black and Swords, and I can't even remember how it came up, but uh, one of the lads, we used to just... But you just start calling your white monsters in characters. Oh wow. Uh, you know, Sully from Monsters. Yeah, League. I
0: know Sully from
1: the. And it was just, then I was just reminded somebody of Sully and that's, that was it. So I called him Sully. Did you like that? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but he calls himself Sully, so I assume so. Uh, fair and enough he changed his, his profile picture on What If I to a picture of Sully before. Did he? So like. That's deadly. Yeah, and it was just like, I don't know where it's. I just. And I remember having a conversation with somebody saying, like, somebody saying you need to stop doing that. Yeah. stop giving people nicknames like,
0: I know, bro, I like you it. never give me one you don't have to James it's fine. No, i just call you James no, yeah.
1: and you call yourself Jamesy Sometimes I yesterday yeah. Yeah. yeah depends on the scenario yeah but it's like people who come into the gym and like Gillian Fenner, Yeah. new coach It's not with us that long I just want to call her Fenners yeah I don't even I hate I do not that I hate hate's a very strong word but I don't like calling her Jill or Julian. I'd much rather call her Fenners. Wow. I don't know why. Now, I don't know if she's ever gone with Fenners before. (laughs) I don't know if she likes it. But every time I see her... But you'd always refer to her as Julian. Always. But I always had the urge to say Fenners.
0: Right. (laughs) To her or to us or to everything? To her. To her. Not to other
1: people. Yeah. So I won't talk about her to other people as Fenners. I'll talk to other people as Julian. But when I talk to her, I'm like, I want to say, start Fenners. Interesting. Same with Brooke. Like when I came in today, I just want to shout a nickname at Brooke. Oh yeah. Like Her name is Brooke. But I still don't want to be called Chrisler.
0: <laughs> don't call him Chris. Yeah. Deadly. That is. No, that's ah, everything. Come
1: on. <laughs> I think that's. Even, the even one. if they call podcasts and stuff, to has me more.
0: Um.
1: <laughs>
0: Was moving into the fitness industry scary and daunting?
1: Hmm. I don't get scared easily. I like challenges. Yeah, I just take it on and see what happens. Pretty much what we were talking earlier on. I just try it and yeah. fail. fail. and um, like I made a life change at the same time a career change. Yeah, something big happened in my life, and I'm like, that's got to end. Yeah,
0: and now it is. I think that's the easiest time change. to make all the big yeah, changes. It, big it change doesn't, change doesn't seem logical, people. but it's easy to just.
1: Yeah. an opportunity came up where I could make the change. Yeah like I know a lot of people are in jobs that they hate mm. and they have to stay in the job they hate because they've got a mortgage and they've got a family and they can't afford to take the step back like I was an engineer a very well paid engineer mm. and I'm like I'm taking a step back to to literally earn who knew knows 100 mm. euro a week like I didn't know I had to move home yeah. I had to move home to get started and then I went back out on my own rented and then bought a house but like I, don't know, I wasn't really scared I was just like here look if I don't do it I'll never know yeah, just gotta try it. I was like, I always have engineering to fall back on. I don't have engineering to fall back on. Like, if this doesn't work, like if fall. if <laughs> if everything went tits up tomorrow, yeah. I would not go back to engineering. No, not a chance. No, I have no idea what I I'd do. <laughs> I don't know what. I don't know what else I'm good at. Mm. Like, I I probably just have to start coaching somewhere else. Would you ever open your own gym? No, no interest. And I was on the first conversations I have Jamie because obviously as a gym owner and he wanted to build something he wanted me to help build build it he didn't want want me disappearing off and up on my own thing and he asked me the question I knew he didn't I assumed what what he wanted my answer to be I still gave him the truth and the truth is that I tried to do something on my own I didn't want the stress of it do what I'd love to do and get paid Hmm. and not have to worry about where's the next client going from how do I get busier now I do that now I still do that I still think about how are you going to get busy but easier. the buck doesn't land with you does it exactly yeah. Yeah, it's very different I don't have the stress of paying other people like if I hire a coach I have to pay their wages mm. now I might not even get paid myself because I have to pay him first yeah now. yeah that would be hard mm. no interest in it no way yeah. I thought it is everyone thinks they do mm.
0: so what do you uh, what do you think that is what do you think the difference is so you and Jimmy are very different people right yeah. but you, you have a lot of similarities and you obviously share a lot of the same values and stuff so what do you think the difference is between you two and that
1: on um, what
0: well I'd say if he hadn't opened a gym when he did it was just a matter of time I think he's that person
1: right
0: opened another gym opened another gym like he yeah. wants he would always I believe have owned his own gym yeah but you're like no. Huh. So what do you think the difference is? Honestly, because because you you've said there too, and the impression I get from you, it, like you're not afraid to make mistakes, and you're not afraid to fucking put in big long hours. Like you work stupidly anyway. Like I was kind of delighted for you whenever you you had a kid because you had to take time off. And he didn't come to work. I said to Jack the other week, like I'm super impressed with how Christopher hasn't even come to train. He hasn't messaged into the Slack group. Like, nothing. I didn't think you'd be able, I honestly didn't think you'd be able to do it. <laughs> Sorry. But I, I thought you would have just like buckled and yeah. came in or done something. And, like I see the way you're so invested here. And I'm just like, well, why? For me, I'm like, why wouldn't you just do it
1: on your own? Oh, because I don't. I, I can't. You can't? I, no, I can't. Yeah, but you're doing it. No, I'm not. I'm doing the part that I can do well on my own. So what part can what you, do? you do well, do you think? Everything that Jamie does. What's that? <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, I... You know, we're not getting it up. Christopher, thank you so
1: much. Yeah, no worries.
0: Team, thank you for joining us on the boa cast this week i hope you enjoyed this episode with christopher Lavelle. as always if you have enjoyed the show please share it with a friend or on your social media and if you haven't already please subscribe or follow on your chosen listening platform catch you next time